are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. We got the full crew with us tonight. Porkman is back after remembering that it was his anniversary last week. So Porkman's in the house. We got Chev, we got Nate, and I'm your host, Michael Bauer. How's everybody doing tonight out there in listener land, and how are you gentlemen doing on the pod? You know, I was just happy that we got it figured out what time I was actually hopping on the podcast (laughs) because that is a hot topic every time the time changes because I have no time change. You guys do. So usually it's always my fault I don't hop on. So I'm glad I was smart enough to figure it out. Also, I voted today. So that's that's first. I did first. There we go. Did not vote. I threw my ballot in the garbage. I Um, went into early voting because trying to vote on election day is ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you looked at the candidates in Pennsylvania, you realize that um, whoever's choosing these candidates hates all the citizens of Pennsylvania. Um, You're and right, I, Mike. You had it's like, and you have to vote for everything. There are some people I would have liked to vote for, but the Senate race and the the um, the governor race was just complete garbage. And you know, people say, "Oh, well, if you don't vote, you can't complain about anything." Well, guess what? You have, to, you have to vote for everything in Pennsylvania because we don't have to in Maryland. I skipped multiple things. We don't have things. to in Arizona either. I'm pretty sure you have to here. Yeah, it will not accept. Um, like when you go to the machines, it will not accept any voting unless everything is done. And I do mail-in because I don't like being around people. And if you do not fill everything out, they reject your ballot. So you do have to vote for everything in Pennsylvania. Sounds like Pennsylvania gets their shit together. They do need to get their in shit together. In more ways than one. Up. That is true, and I think one way that they can get it together is by doing some rookie price checks. So we're about halfway through the season. Value, is it up? Is it down? What are we doing with these rookies right now? Some are injured. Some are not playing up to their standards. Some are playing up above what we thought they were going to be doing at this time in the season. So let's do some rookie price checks right now. So we're going to be talking about values. Are we buying? Are we selling? Are we holding? What are we going to do? Let's get into it. So the first one, Pork, we're going to start with you. Kenneth Walker the third. I refuse to acknowledge him as Ken Walker. Just sounds weird. <laughs> He's currently the rookie running back one on keep trade cut. So, Philip, would you rather have Kenneth Walker the third or Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, I don't think we should get a little too crazy out here. I think you know Jonathan Taylor is that dude. It just, you know, happens this year. He's having issues with his ankle, um, offensive line looking good. And he has Sam Ellinger as his quarterback right now, which it may seem like he's trying to be the future, which is asinine. Um, I think this is a, a I think this is a perfect example of uh they're tanking this year to try to get a quarterback next year. Um, and I think when when he gets a, a a legit quarterback, um, rookie quarterback, hopefully that they get one of the top two or three that's coming out this year. I think there's going to be more of a retooling than anything. Um, but this this what I'm saying is, is not to diminish what Kenneth Walker has been doing um, with Seattle. There's nobody else behind him taking any carries, um, and he looks really good at doing it. Um, I think this is why this is one of those instances where. Uh, we had the rookie running back. It was either 1A or 1B between Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. And we're, and we're seeing why, um, especially in an offense that's run by uh, Pete Carroll, 
who know that we know the one thing he's not going to lie about is that he is going to run the ball. And I think last game he had 24 carries, and, and, and he looks amazing at doing it. Um, but for this exercise, I, I think I'm just going to go with Jonathan Taylor. Um, we know what we got. He's a supreme talent. Um, he's fast. He's strong. And, and he's doing all that. Um, he's going to do all that next year again, um, hopefully with a, a good old line and good quarterback play. Perfect. So Pork is sticking with the who was the consensus dynasty running back one and Jonathan Taylor. And let's move on. Chev, Brees Hall is currently running back six on keep trade cut. Brees Hall out for the season. He's on our IR, torn ACL. Also want to just make one note. The Indianapolis Colts did hire Frank Reich today. Um, they hired Jeff Saturday, who has no coaching experience whatsoever, to be their interim head coach. And this is my last podcast. I'm the interim offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts for the foreseeable <laughs> future. So, Chev, would you rather have Brees Hall or Travis Etienne? You know, I did hear Jeff Saturday was three and seven while he's coaching high school football. So he does have that. But Good for this practice, Travis yeah. Etienne, I think, is the pick here. Yeah. Just because Brees is hurt towards ACL, like that is a big injury to come back from. And we know we've talked about it so much that it takes a while to, to get back to full strength. So, and Travis Etienne is getting 25 touches a game, rushing the football, looking absolutely studly out there. And they, they've built a good offensive line for Trevor Lawrence, and that's only good for Etienne as well. They're going to have more pieces to put around them b- both. So, I think Travis Etienne is the guy, man. There's nobody there. James Robinson is mm-hmm. gone. Travis Etienne, I think, for me at this point. All right, Chev, I do not hate that at all. Mm-hmm. I love Brees Hall, but this is the right move to make, I think, for right now and possibly for next year as well. So good call there, Chev. So, Nate, hi. Chris Olave is currently the wide receiver nine on keep trade cut. So would you rather have this is a kind of package deal here, Chris Olave or Michael Pittman, a late 23 second-round draft pick and a late 23 third-round draft pick? Wish I had some Jeopardy music here, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. So Chris Olave, you know, I, you guys know, I wasn't a huge Chris Olave fan coming um, into the draft, but he has really done, uh, you know, a wonderful job with the saints and, you know, his air yards through the first couple of weeks, the Jameis Winston was just ridiculous. You know, he's getting the targets he's producing. He looks great so far. He looks like the wide receiver one out of this rookie class actually so far. Um, so I've I've turned my tables on uh, Chris Olave. I like Chris Olave now. You know, I'm not going to be blind to production, but um, I kind of have Pittman and Olave in kind of similar spots. You know, maybe you will say I'm slightly down on Olave because I think you know the production we're seeing is great right now, um, but I don't see that that top top ceiling like a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson kind of player. So I think you know he's going to kind of plateau out at around the same area that Michael Pittman is. And neither one of them really have great quarterback situations moving forward. And obviously, Olave's is better than uh, Michael Pittman's currently. But with the extra draft picks on top, which I can use for, uh, you know, collateral for other things, you know, I'm going to take the package here. But I think this is a, is a pretty fair deal, actually, um, because Chris Olave is, you know, he's the hot topic right now. Yeah. Okay. I don't hate it. So uh, let's go to the next one. We're talking about Damian Pierce, who's currently the running back 10 on Keep Trade Cut. So would I rather have. Damian Pierce or a late 23 first and a 24 second. I am going to take the picks here. Obviously, if you're a contending team, that's going to be a different scenario. Damian Pierce Mm -hmm. looks fantastic. He looked fantastic against the Eagles last week. By the way, Houston Texans did not win that game. They did lay out the blueprint on how to beat the Eagles 
Apparently, Jonathan Gannon does not teach tackling in the offseason. But I'm going to take the late 23 first, and I'm going to take the 24 second. I'm also assuming this is super flex. Um, I don't I think that this super flex quarterback class super super top heavy. So I think there's going to be good, you know, there could be a good quarterback available there, good wide receiver. A stacked running back class. The fact of the matter is, most of the running backs are going to be in a better position next year. Damian Pierce will be in. So I'm going to take the package there. That is what she said. And let's move on. The fifth one, Drake London, who is currently wide receiver 14 on Keep Trade Cut, should be wide receiver one, according to YouTube. So, Nate, would you rather have Drake London or Yahan Dotson in a late 23 first? You had to get it in there. Got the Yahan in there. We did it. Well, speaking of getting in there, I'm going to go ahead and keep uh, Jahan Dotson and the first round pick. That's the side I'm going to take. Hold on. Did you say speaking of getting it in there? Getting in there. Takes every single inch of it. It's been a minute. It's been Mm. a minute. It's been a little bit. I don't like Drake London. Clip that and put that on Twitter. <laughs> I don't like Drake London, and neither you're the one should that you. Does the clipping. Can you do that then? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's Marcus Mariota doing for you? And also, Kyle Pitts is there, and Drake London's there, and they're catching balls from Marcus Mariota. And how's that working for you? Well, it doesn't matter how it's working for you because the Atlanta Falcons are winning games. So. Screw your fantasy team. Sorry to tell you, Arthur Smith doesn't care about your fantasy team. Doesn't care about Drake London being the wide receiver 14 on keep trade cut either. He cares about winning football games. And John Dotson and that first round pick are going to do more for your fantasy team than Drake London. And you're talking about in the future, not this year. Jan's been hurt. So all the time. Okay, perfect. Love it. So let's move on to the next one. Chev. Garrett Wilson, who is currently the wide receiver 16, keep trade cut. Would you rather have Garrett Wilson or Devonta Smith? Yeah, one thing about Drake London real quick. Sure. Good thing for him. Ridley got traded. I mean, that that's a plus for him at least. It but is. I'm going with Garrett Wilson here. I have not been shy of my love for him. I think he can be a player that is a high echelon wide receiver in this league. And he's starting to show. He's starting to get that production now where he's catching balls and that yak yard is starting to add up for him. He's making people miss. He's doing great things down the field. And, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the one-handed catch on the sideline. It didn't count. But the dude is getting his confidence back. And now Zach Wilson's starting to see – Damn, this dude's pretty good. I might want to get him the football. Sucks for Elijah Moore, but Garrett Wilson's a guy that is going to be the wide receiver one in that offense, like I was trying to tell you all offseason. Yeah, I agree. And plus, Devonta Smith just really struggling to get targets. A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard have been getting so many targets each that Devonta Smith, unfortunately, has been an afterthought in the Eagles offense. You just never know who's going to be the guy that week, it it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, um, Jalen seems to have those games where he just like hyper targets one guy. And mm-hmm. Devontae did get that one game this year. We had a huge game mm-hmm. and it's been really sporadic since then. And it's a shame, too, because I really th- I mean, I know Devonta Smith is a great NFL wide receiver. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully that picks up more in the future. But, uh, you know, it could pick up too. the soap. Yes, if you drop it. And we are mm-hmm. talking about Dr. Squatch. So what is Dr. Squatch? 
glad you asked. Dr. Squatch develops natural high-performance personal care products like bar soap, deodorant, shampoo, conditioner, and even beard oils. They only feature manly scents with only the finest ingredients Mother Nature has to offer, all while avoiding the harmful ingredients often used by traditional brands. Guys, it's winter. You're going to dry out. Those chemicals, that's the crap that drives you out. Dr. Squatch does not do that. It is dedicated to male-specific formulations that directly address the personal care demands men like you and me everywhere. Dr. Squatch offers a wide variety of bundles that will cater to your specific needs as well as a subscription service so you'll never have to remember to order more before you run out. Subscribe and save money today. With Dr. Squatch, satisfaction is guaranteed, and if this isn't the best natural product you've ever used, it is on us. Dr. Squatch, that is. So don't drop the soap. Take care of yourself for once and smell great doing it. Try Dr. Squatch today. And if you're new to Dr. Squatch, 10% off orders of $20 or more on your first purchase when you use the promo code. So that link is going to be in the description. Go ahead and hit it up. And I noticed that on some of our podcast players, it only says support this this, uh, podcast on Patreon. And it doesn't leave a description of anything else. Google Podcasts, I'm looking at you. So you can go on any one of our YouTube videos if you're interested in using Dr. Squatch. The link is in there as well. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube, there's more than just what we put out on the audio. Right now we're doing six days a week, releasing in season. During the off season, it's going to be back to seven days a week. So plenty of good content out there. Help us hit 5,000 by the end of the year. We're really striving for it. Let's do it. Let's move on. Phil, this one's tailor-made yeah. for you. George Pickens, ever heard of him? <laughs> Currently, the wide receiver 18 on keep trade cut. So I think I know how Pork's going to go with this, but would you rather have George Pickens or Curtis Samuel, a late 23 second and a late 24 first? Um, I think for me, obviously, I'm going to go with the Pickens side. Um, the, the Curtis Samuel for me is, I think, for me, for him, it's just like a throw-in. There's a couple games where he does look good, but again, they got Taylor Heineke. Carson Wentz was there, but he was targeting him early in the season. But it seemed like they they started figuring out, you know, how to stop him. And he had that lucky touchdown this week when the the uh, ref looked all pass interference, <laughs> yeah. which was quite crazy. So without that long catch and touchdown, he would have had absolutely nothing. Um, and I think I can, I'll give her get rid of my 24 first because. I probably can find a way to get a first somehow in 23. So in, in that case, I'll take the George Pickens. We're starting to see, um, other than that Eagles game, he didn't really look too good. But the games prior, he had a really nice touchdown uh, catch in the end zone. And I think they're starting to incorporate him in the offense more. Um, Deontay looks good, too. Um, and then they also got rid of Chase Claypool. So he's the, you know, the de facto number two. So he's probably going to be on the field for over 90% of the snaps majority of the time. So um, I think his wheel's up for him now, and I think, you know, I, you already know how I feel about him. He was my wide receiver one uh, this year. So I, I think he's going to – the the sky's the limit for him. All right, so Pork's wide receiver one gets an uptick in targets. Uh, the Eagles game he's talking about, I think he only had three targets the whole game. So yeah. uh, no catches. And Bradbury was on him. Bradbury mm-hmm. played a great game, uh, which he played – a not so good game against the Texans, though. So let's move on. Jameson Williams, who's currently wide receiver 19 on keep trade cut. Would I rather have Jameson Williams or Terry McLaurin, a guy who I had just preached about selling 
a little bit ago. I guess I need to put my money where my mouth is. and I need to take Jameson Williams because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite on my own audio or YouTube channel. But the fact of the matter is Jameson Williams athletically when healthy is a much superior talent to Terry McLaurin. Now, unfortunately for both of these wide receivers, I think there's going to be quarterback questions. I do think right now the likelihood is that Jared Goff is a longer-term solution in Detroit than either Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke is Mm -hmm. in Washington. The same thing could be said with the coaching staff. Again, that's something that I'm just saying. I think I don't know any definites. I'm not an insider. These are just some of the intuitions I have. That being said, give me Jameson Williams. I think the Detroit Lions offense as a whole right now is better than Washington's offense. Washington's got a lot to figure out. They give Brian Robinson the starting role. All of a sudden, uh, Antonio Gibson looks good. You don't know which wide receiver is going to pop off on any given week. Give me Jamison Williams when he gets back on the field. So let's go. Right. Traylon Burks, who's currently the wide receiver 32 on trade cut. Nate, would you rather have Traylon Burks or an early 23 second and a 24 third round pick? Do you guys see how bad those wide receivers were for the Tennessee Titans? Ugly. <laughs> Ugly. Mm-hmm. They're screaming for somebody to come in there and save them. And that is Traylon Burks as soon as he is healthy. I think, you know, I think Traylon was starting to take off right when his injury hit. And I think we missed out on him being right up there with some of these other rookie wide receivers at this point of the season and being excited about them. But because Burks had that injury, you know, he's, he sat on the sideline for a couple of weeks and we've kind of forgotten about him. But he, I think when he comes back to this team, and you know, Tannehill is going to be healthy too at that point, we're going to see this, the Tannehill burst connection, you know, kind of take off. Not that they're, you know, Tannehill is going to all of a sudden be throwing for 350 yards a game or anything, but <laughs> Burks is going to start to have some of those AJ Brown esque games because who else is Brian Tannehill going to throw to? We thought it might be Robert Woods, but it sure ain't Robert Woods. And he's still the second best best option on this team. So Burks, when healthy, is much more valuable to me and my team this year and going forward than any second and third round pick. The Titans having their quarterback just throw fade routes all game, that frustrated me the most. I mean, you're just giving (laughs) – there's no success there. You can't just throw it up every damn play when you're throwing the ball. Yeah, you got to give him some options here. You can't just say, all right, man, let it fly. (laughs) Did you guys look at Malik Willis's box score? From the game by chance? No, I didn't. That was too scary. It was bad. It was bad. Five of sixteen for eighty yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, eight carries for forty yards. At least he didn't turn the ball over. Hope he didn't start yeah. with Scott Fish. <laughs> Somebody somewhere had to. That's the oh thing. for sure. Just like me last week, there was a spot I had to start Curtis Samuel. So pork the refs, they did a good one for me. All right, yeah. let's move on. So. Chev Jahan Dotson, that's how you say it, is currently the wide receiver 36 on keep trade cut. So would you rather have Jahan Dotson or a late 23 first round pick? So keep in mind, just so we're all everyone out there listening, Jahan Dotson, that's where we as a team were preaching. Mm-hmm. Take Jahan Dotson. Everyone was saying Isaiah Spiller or James Cook here. And we were all saying the correct answer yeah. is Jahan Dotson or George Pickens. That was around mm-hmm. the range that they were going. We really, really preached that. So just to put it in perspective, but Chev, what are you doing in this situation? Situation, if I could say it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a real even trade, to be honest. I think if you 
if you need young wide receiver talent, you stick with Jahan Dotson and Superflex. That first round's a little more valuable. Man, I, I'm honestly probably just going to go with the first at this point. I, the QB situation in Washington scares me. Not enough to trade Jahan Dotson away in a lot of places I have him because I'm hanging on tight to him. But this first could end up being a running back or another wide receiver that maybe lands in a better situation with a better quarterback. Uh, I'm going to take the risk, honestly, at this point just to see. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Wandale Robinson, currently the wide receiver 39 on keep trade cut. So, Phil, would you rather have Wandale Robinson or a mid-23 second in a mid-23 third? Keep in mind, um, this is a team. They shipped off Kadarius Tony. Kenny Galladay is, for all intents and purposes, fantasy dead. Sterling Shepard, I don't know. Darius Slayton is still on the roster. Still there. Yeah, so Pork, what are you doing in this situation? This one's tough because it's kind of based off what they're going to do with Daniel Jones. I know they declined his option, um, but what other option are you going to have next year other than to bring him back or try to get a rookie uh, quarterback? Um, So, No. (laughs) You asked. That's an option. Jacoby Brissett. So so in this case, right, stopgap. Stopgap King. But let me get um let me get the picks to be honest. I really wasn't the biggest on Wandale at this point. Um, so I I'd rather just go and get the picks and, and see what I can get in this next draft. I know um Nate, Nate and you, you've been talking about um how talented this draft class is coming. So if I can um if I can sell him and get two picks and, and take a chance with them too and, and try to hit the lottery with that, I'd rather uh, go with that. Um, I know Wandell is more of a PPR type of guy, so he's not giving me that touchdown upside. So I'd rather just, you know, trade that in and and, and see what I can get with those picks and, and move forward from it. Because that offense, it, it doesn't look good. I don't, I don't get how uh, Dable is, is making that work uh, with, the with the team that he has, but he's he, he's killing it. But, it's you know, it's bad for fantasy for us when it comes down to um, the pass catchers on that team. Those picks help you move up in your rookie draft as well if you need to, right? Exactly. So that, that's huge. Yeah, so if you could take uh, Wandale Robinson and take those picks and help you move up and get a guy like Bijan Robinson, package up with oh other gosh. assets that you have, that's a win. Pork, what you're talking about there, Brian Dable, that's good coaching, man. And again, this is why you need to adapt what you do in your fantasy team to what the NFL does. Stop trying to square peg round hole and dictate to the NFL because they don't listen to you. Last one, Alec Pierce, who's currently wide receiver 40 on keep trade cut. So what I personally rather have Alec Pierce or an early 23 second, I like Alec Pierce. I think he's great. I thought he was the best. He was the second best part of the Cincinnati offense that I watched last year after Jerome Ford, but I want the early 23 second. This one's actually pretty easy for me. I don't want the second best wide receiver in a really, really bad situation. I don't. I don't want many parts of the indie offense right now. I kind of only want Jonathan Taylor. Give me that early 23 seconds. There's going to be great value there. And if you want to know more about that value, Bob's going to link some videos down below where Nate and I are talking about 23 stuff. And you know what? You can always check out our Patreon where we are already talking about prospects for next year that you need to look at one. And if you sign up today, you get to hear about my latest prospect. And his name is... That's all the time that we have for today. So, everybody, thank you for tuning in. And I do want to say, if you want to play some underdog, get ready for best ball pickums and rivals. Just use the promo code Rewind on Underdog Fantasy. 
get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Headed to a game, the Ravens game in New Orleans. Ever heard of it? Go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code DynastyRewind to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. And you have that first stadium beer on us with your savings. We want you to be part of the best community in fantasy football. So become a Rewinder today. Get access to rankings, bonus pods, written content, and so much more. Now offering a 10% discount in yearly memberships. For the best gear on the planet, head to VeridianGlobal.com. Use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind and Dynasty Rewind only merch. So, till next time, everyone, for Pork, Chev, and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening.